Yesterday we spoke to David McIntyre, who invented the cubby. Well, we wanted to hear from somebody who has first-hand experience of the cubby in a setting outside of a school. And Kate Healy, a librarian from Mayo Library Services, who works in the library in Belmullet, and she joins me on the line. And you have a cubby, is that right, Kate? I do have a cubby. Um, our cubby was installed last May, so it's been very successful. Um, David and Diane are a real Mayo success story, so uh, the li- Mayo Library Service was delighted to support them in their endeavours. And uh, the Cubby in Belmullet has been really, really popular. It's a fantastic um, addition to the library services. There's Cubbies in Belmullet Library, Swinford Library and Castlebar Library. They're all supporting our um, inclusive library service. The feedback from the users is just amazing. It's really, you know, it's lovely to see firsthand the, the positive impact it has on, on the people who use it. It's a great resource to have. So where, whereabouts did you put it within the building? Well, so the building is a shared space, so the library is quite small. So it's a civic building with an art centre, Mayor County Council's public offices, Uthros uh, McGill, the court services, and there's some business hubs as well. So it's quite a large building. So we have it in the main hallway. If there's something on in the art centre in the evening in Norris in Esclora, there could be, you know, a theatre or a movie or something on in the evening that, you know, it's not limited to the library hours that people can access the cubby, you know, at any time that the building is open. So it's um, it's a great community resource, not just within the library, it's for it is a community resource. Yeah. For a, how long have you had it now? Um, since May uh, this year, so our first quarter... Um, we had over 500 uses, oh. which was amazing. Yeah, I know a lot of that was initial, everyone wanting to try it out, but the return has been amazing. Like there's a lot of people coming back during the busy tourist season. We had lots of visitors using it. So it's a fantastic resource for families that were on holidays. If they had children with um, neurodiverse and sensory issues, that they could just take a few minutes out and, you know, relax and continue with their holiday. So as David mentioned, he sort of gave examples of the school environment, whereas I suppose this would be in a more of a community and social uh, environment where where people that come into the library or the, the civic building are using the cubby. So I suppose areas where I've seen it beneficial is, say, if families have, you know, large families have people doing dancing lessons in the evening and music lessons and, you know, they have, have a child with neurodiversity, it means that there is an activity for that child in the family, you know. So it's got very positive to feedback from families, definitely. Now, Kate, I want you to be honest here. Did you give it a little try yourself? I have, on many occasions. And that's the benefit, the beauty of it. Like, if you're having a bad day, if you have time to take even five minutes with... There's a 5, 10 and a 15 minute program on it. If you can take the five minute program, um, it's lovely. It's just so relaxing. So there's a, when you go in to the room itself, it's, you know, even though it's just a, a glass door, when you go in, it's like you're in a different world straight away because it's so quiet. And that's without the music or the, the programs. So then you select your programs. So you can have a calming program or an energised program. And they're just the generic programs. I suppose where people see the real benefits is when they go for the um, OT design program, the unique program for the individual. So there's where you see the massive benefits. But just from a relaxation 
or, you know, taking a few minutes out, you can just do the generic programme. So when you talk about the OT-driven uh, experience, it's uh, David was talking about people having their own codes. So because it's cloud-based, yeah. they come in with their own PIN number as such, put it in, yeah. mm-hmm. and then the programme goes back to what they're used to. Yeah, and so when they're okay with using the cubby, they don't need to come to talk to me or anything. Generally, the first one or two times until they get comfortable with it, they'll just... Uh, they might come in and ask, but once they're once they're happy with using it, they just go off and do their own thing. And I suppose that what's great is, like you mentioned, the Aviva or Ch- Temple Street. Like if a child has their unique code that they use and they're very familiar with in Belmullet Library, if they're going to a concert or going to a match or, unfortunately, um, probably more likely, going to Temple Street to have some sort of treatment that they can you know, have that few minutes of normality or of what they're familiar with before before they go to, to see a doctor or, you know, have to deal with something that's not too, not too pleasant. And this, this cubby was funded how? Um, well, because, as, as David mentioned, he was a, a male startup, he got some of his initial kind of very early startup money from um, the local enterprise, Mayo Local Enterprise because he was a Mayo company and it was a, a new initiative. So he was on the, the Mayo uh, radar, if you know what I mean. So because it was a sensory device then, from the, from a library perspective, um, the cubby kind of, it just seemed a natural fit. Like throughout our daily work, we see so many children coming in with varying um Varying needs, and you know, just uh, you know, straight away we realised that this would be a great project for Mayo Library. So, as I mentioned, there's one in Swinford, Castlebar, and Belmullet, and they're all you know used on a daily basis. I, I've been lucky enough to be in that that space. I was there with uh, Ken Doherty and Steve Davis a number of years ago for a snooker exhibition, and we had a we had a fabulous night in Belmullet. I have to tell you, and we had great fun. But I was really impressed with the space, with the number of services available to people, and I, I'm told you loan out different things to people within the library service and within the civic space. Yeah, really lucky to work in, in such a great great building. Um, the Arts Centre there is a really busy community hub, Mayor County Council offices, and it's Ross Nagailtukta, and we all work well together on various projects throughout the year. So, um, as I mentioned there, with families attending music lessons, the library also um, loans out uh, instruments. That's been going on for about 10 years now through Music Generation Mayo. So um, families, there's over 200 instruments in the in the, the bank for Eris, in the in the instrument bank for Eris, and they're utilised. And then children can um, avail of the instruments and attend the, the music lessons in the art centre. Um, I suppose another project that we've got going at the moment, it's a new thing under the Healthy Ireland. It's a collaboration with Cree Ireland where we loan out blood pressure monitors. It's a new initiative that just started there um, uh, late last year. So obviously we don't give out any medical advice, but because blood pressure monitors are quite expensive, it just eliminates the expense. And if people need to loan one out, um, there's a little pack from Cree with some information and some contact numbers and a nurse line, a helpline and... um, basically gives people the opportunity to access their blood pressure monitors oh, for free. That's know your number, know your number, know your numbers and your blood pressure numbers. That's really important. Yeah. Can you tell me something else you loan out is an activator pole. What's an activator pole? <laughs> um, act, again, uh, through Healthy Ireland and Mayo Sports Partnership, 
another collaboration. So um, Mayo Sports Partnership run um, uh, like an exercise or fitness class with Activator Pulse. I'm not an expert on them now. Um, so they have a six-week class and sort of for the active retirement or people that might have mobility issues or not be comfortable, too comfortable with exercise. So it's sort of, you know, just to um, help with their balance and their stability. So they're quite, I think they're, I'm not sure the exact cost, but they're expensive. So after they've done it's, an, it's an actual course, pole, an actual physical pole. Yeah, it's, it's like two walking I'm going to say like walking sticks, but they're very sporty sort of walking sticks. I'm not describing them properly, but um, so after they've done their six-week course, then if they if they enjoyed it, they uh, can come into the library and loan um, activator poles. It's just to encourage fitness and activity within the community. Yeah. And and one more thing, uh, C pens, which are really expensive for children with dyslexia, you loan those out as well. We do, yeah. Again, they are expensive, so it gives families the opportunity to try them out, see if the child is going to be comfortable and proficient with them and if it's going to help them with their schoolwork. And they get an opportunity to loan them out and give it a go. Like C-pens can are approved for exams, so when you get to second level, um, if you you know um, need um, assistance with um, dyslexia, it's a great option to have this. So again, it's just trying out. It doesn't work for every child with dyslexia. So again, it's just a matter of being able to ha- have a go and see if, see if it's for the the child, and then um, know if it's worth investing. So um, yeah, there's another just an- another thing that the library service are off- offering, which is you know trying to adapt to the needs of the community and. Um, yeah, and for people who are not familiar on. familiar with C pens, it's a physical device that's linked to software that, uh, as the child uses it and try and writes with it, it corrects and helps and encourages. Exactly. Yeah, you, you're very okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and very simple to use. Again, just um, technology moving on. We're, we're um, helping and assisting children, you know, so that the exam process isn't so daunting if if they do have um, dyslexia. Brilliant. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm told, according to David, and I was talking to him off air, he said when for Christmas and Halloween they have a theme in the cubby as well. So, yeah, yeah that, he's, as he mentioned, that, you know, it has to be um, interactive and it has to change. So there was fabulous spooky ones for Halloween and then the Christmas ones were just, were just beautiful. Kate Healy from the Mayo Library Service, thanks for taking the time to take our call. Thank you very much. 